self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i have canceled my amazon prime subscription also known as calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful episode you can find me at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point on twitter and instagram and i can be found at red underscore calamity also we're still doing the listener later portion of the show so if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation con artists at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artists and send it to us that way i don't think we got any letters this week yeah uh no letters this week Come on, y'all. What y'all doing? With the little letters. Send us something. Please. Especially now during this fucking time. I canceled my Amazon Prime membership because the shit is not Prime shipping anymore. And that's literally the only reason that I had that service. The only reason that I paid for it was for the shipping. And now everything takes over a week. And... What I've been doing is I'll buy something, and then the, because it takes so long, I'm like, I didn't really need that. And then I cancel the order. It's taking too long. It's helpful for you. It's helpful for me, but it doesn't make sense for me to pay for a membership. that I, I mean, I don't really watch this stuff on Amazon Prime, the video, because I know their whole thing is we offer other things other than the shipping. Because people have been complaining about them still charging the fee when the shipping isn't fast like it was. But they're like, oh, we offer these other things. I literally only use Amazon for the shipping. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so without that being the case, it's it don't make no sense for me to keep paying for it till they get their shit back together. And I get it. I get it. I know what, that it's because of Corona. I know that. But I also know that there's no need for me paying for a service just to be paying for it. Because Jeff Bezos is about to be a trillionaire. He good. He don't need my little money. They don't make you pay for it. The what? They don't make you pay for it. Make you pay for it how? It's like that's how niggas like Bezos work. <laughs> they gonna charge you some kind of other way. I'm like saying when you that do actually order something from Amazon, they gonna make take it take three same, weeks now. It take the same amount of time without Amazon Prime right now, if unless it's something that they deem to be essential. And most of the shit that I'm gonna order is non-essential shit. It's not toilet tissue. I don't go to Amazon and get toilet tissue and stuff. So anything that they deem to be non-essential, they don't do the Prime shipping for. So it is what it is. Are we going through an epidemic? I do, and that's why instead of just being upset about it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I get why it's not happening, but I'm not going to keep paying for a service just out of the goodness of my heart. Like, what, how'd that work? No. I paid yeah. for it for a specific reason. That reason no longer exists. Mm-hmm. So now it's just, you know, it is what it is. Understood. But, you know, again, everybody, we, we, we're late night creeping on the podcast, so this is not going to be a long episode at all. Um, but we want to do something. We probably won't do regular news. Um, we probably just gonna really, do. Did you have regular news? I don't even really have any regular news. Mm, little little bit of stuff. Um, we probably just gonna do the uh, some relationship scenarios and some listener letters. Not listener letters, but uh, viral posts. 
Well, I've got to find my freaking relationship. Reddit, the freaking app is so. Stupid. Your phone, yeah, your phone too is uh, making this. I'm gonna situation. have to do this, like talk and do this, so that it's it's for. <laughs> so hopefully, I can read these. I gotta find a find the freaking thing. Why is it not loading me? Oh wait. Yes. Okay. All right. So I have Gatekeeper of Sex. I have a divorce one. I have uh, somebody that slept with their boyfriend's brother. Uh, I have a question about somebody whose wife is interested in men of another race. Mm. Uh, divorce. You want to do the divorce? Uh-huh. That's the less juicy of all of those. Okay. I bet. <laughs> okay. So, the title of this is After Eight Years. This is a 34-year-old man, and his wife is also 34. Uh, after eight years, I am leaving my wife, and I have no idea what to do or why it hurts so much. We both know it was an inevitability, I think, but it's still so much harder than I ever thought this kind of thing would be. When I met her 10 years ago, I was a few years out of com- conversion therapy and determined to make it work. We were married quickly with the strong encouragement of our family and religious officials. At the time, I felt like I'd beaten the thing that I'd won or succeeded in changing myself, but it was hard. I loved her as a friend and as a person, but as we know, you can't actually change something fundamental about yourself. I lied. This is juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in, I had a complete breakdown, confessed everything to her. She, unsurprisingly, already knew. And after that, the shape of our marriage changed. I wasn't ready to come out to family or be out in the open yet, but it felt good to have it off my shoulders. We decided to stay married at the time for a number of reasons, but opted to have an open marriage. We decided... We crossed the bridge of divorce um, when we came to it, especially since we knew our families would have questions. And if either of us wanted to leave, we'd just say the word. We spent six happy years together after that, both doing our own thing, but still happy in our marriage, as unconventional as it was. But a few months ago, I met someone and fell in love with him, and I guess I knew it was time. Tonight, I told her that I wanted a divorce. She's happy for me, and I'm happy too, but there's also a lot of sadness. I literally don't know what to do now. Closing this strange but wonderful chapter of my life after eight years, and I have no idea why it hurts so much. I hope we can remain friends, but I know it'll be different now. For those of you who have gone through an um, amiable divorce, how did you deal with the feeling of loss and sadness? What helped you remain friends? I know it's probably not very likely I'll find someone who had the exact same arrangement, but I'm sure there are people who have gone through good divorces that were still bittersweet. I mean, his situation is a little different um, than somebody with an amicable uh, divorce that was based off of something else. Um, well, but the off, reason... Oh, first off, conversion therapy don't work, my nigga. Obviously not, because he's still with a man now. <laughs> no, anybody that... Conversion therapy is therapy that Christians use to say we can change you from being gay to straight. Pray to gay. Does not work. It doesn't work. Um I mean the reason though that it hurt, he spent you you cared about this person even though 
it may you may not be sexually attracted to her because obviously your sexual attraction goes towards men and always has it does sound like they share probably a level of intimacy she was you know she accepted him for who he was when he wasn't able to tell anybody else um so it makes sense that changing the dynamic of that relationship would hurt even though it wasn't the normal circumstances i guess and what in which people get a divorce and it even with the amicable divorces it, it's still a, a bit of a weird situation but i mean you spend a lot of time with that person and y'all care about each other so it's gonna hurt it's not like it's because you're not sexually attracted to her that you could just walk away from it and be like oh okay i got my dude now like you know mm-hmm. you, there were feelings there for that person regardless of whether or not those feelings were sexual in nature it's um and it you know um just like jen say she she offered you a lot she's your partner she with somebody that you thought you would love, you know, for the rest of your life when you got with them, you know, I don't think we understand all of the time how connections, uh, connections can maintain they hold even though it don't look the same as it used to look, you know, the engagement or interaction of the people. Um, so I guess it took him by surprise though. Yeah, I think it sounded like he was expecting to be able to walk away from it and just not really feel anything. But well, he spent I mean, a lot of time. He's also probably about to lose something that he didn't expect to lose. Yeah. I mean, he's everything that that she provided him, he's he's going to lose it. And maybe that's just a hard pill to swallow really. Now, what I will say about this situation, <laughs> uh-huh. the whole conversion therapy. Um, so I always say how there's not a lot of things that I would go to prison for, but my husband coming and telling me that he was leaving me for another man would be one. In this situation, it's kind of like when he told her, she was like, oh, I already knew. What? <laughs> okay. Like she wasn't upset because it was something that she already knew. Uh, so that I feel like that's outside of what I'm usually referencing when I say I will go to jail behind that shit. Because if I had suspicions, <laughs> then I wouldn't have married him, to be honest. Um, Maybe she didn't know from the jump. I, Maybe she learned in you know learned it in the situation. The fact that and I. You know, I just really hate that conversion therapy is a thing. I hate that he he spent, you know, two years of his life. Or how many years did I say he did? Uh, he met her 10 years ago when he was a few weeks out of conversion therapy. This the, that I'm sure he was pressured into doing by his family. And I, just, I hate that people just can't be who they are. Well, that you would send somebody got. somewhere to teach them how to be straight. The fact that you have to teach, like nobody, nobody ever thinks about the fact that you did not have to be taught how to be straight or how to have straight feelings. That shit just was what it was. So why it's so difficult for people to understand people that have feelings for the same sex being just what it is? It boggles my mind. We've nobody been conditioned. Has to teach you that shit. We've been conditioned. We've been conditioned what is right, and we've been conditioned what is wrong. We have been told what is right, 
We have been told what is wrong, and now we can't break out of that understanding of what right and wrong is. I mean, stupidly, but it's very stupid. Like, but we can't break out of that shit, and it's it's ridiculous because it put a lot of people in a lot of emotional turmoil. People out here struggling. He's thirty-four. He's been his twenties. Pretending yeah. like he's something he ain't. Yeah, he spent his 20s being something he wasn't. He spent his 20s living for the people around him. I mean, I'm glad that it wasn't, he wasn't like Caitlyn Jenner age when he decided, you know, figured it out. But like, that's still time that you can't get back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's unfortunate. Um, But I'm glad he was with somebody. He found her. Mm-hmm. And she was an understanding person. I mean, she stayed with him six years after. I mean, kudos to her. <laughs> and I don't know that I would have been able to do that open relationship or not. She knew it was coming. Yeah. She essentially was his beard for six years. He was probably, I mean, still a good provider. Getting her what she needed. Making sure she was taken care of. Making sure she was straight. I just don't know if I could be a beard. Especially not at this age. I'm too old. Maybe in my 20s I could have been a beard for somebody, but like at this age, it's just, I'm too old for that shit. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it right now. It's too much. Well, uh, you know, I don't really know how I feel about marriage, you know, I guess to that degree, but um, but I guess he didn't have the data in the beginning that he had in the end. You know, I mean, they conversion therapy just convinces you that you're okay, and so you make decisions based on thinking that you're fine. You're not fine, not in the context that they want you to be fine. No, you are still gay. Pretty much, you're still going to be gay. Yes, just what it is. Ten years later, <laughs> and he's still out here loving men. It's just what it is. Yeah. I mean. It wasn't going to change. Do you have anything else on this one? Nah, that's it. You can go to the next one. All right. Let's go to... My girlfriend confessed that she slept with my brother. So he's 23, and the girlfriend is 22, and his brother is 29, to give context. Title of this one is My Girlfriend Confessed That She Slept With My Brother While I Was Working Overseas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we've been dating for six months now, currently long distance because of my work, but we've had plans of closing the gap anytime soon. And everything was going great in our relationship until she brought this up to me. Apparently when I left overseas, she's been spending time with my brother a lot. And I didn't think much of it since we're in the same friend group. She confessed to me now that early on in our relationship, while we were still getting to know each other, she had slept with my brother. Uh, That she got tempted because of his sweet gestures that reminded her of me. (laughs) Oh, God. I honestly didn't expect him to make a move at all and to betray me. I'm heartbroken because he's aware that I have feelings for this woman, yet he still pursued her. She wanted to tell me right away, but my brother held her back from telling the truth and fears that it would ruin our brotherly relationship. She said she had to hide it so that she wouldn't ruin my brother's reputation and that I wouldn't hate him. But I'm so torn right now. My girlfriend wants to make this right and make it up to me, 
She's begging me to come back to her so she could correct the mistakes. I, uh, it was a one-time thing. I love her, but she broke my trust. And even though it happened early in our relationship, that shouldn't be an excuse for her to fool around. Both of them plan to hide this from me, but she's telling me all of this now because of her conscience. My brother has no idea that I know all of this, and it's killing me being in the same house as him. Oh, shit, no. I had to move in with him during this quarantine and having to pretend that everything is okay between us. I don't have the guts to confront him, but I'm still so angry that he would do this to me. Part of me wants to give her a chance because we've been doing so well in our relationship these past few months. I feel like I should understand that she did it before we got serious, but I'm still angry at her for keeping it from me for a long time. Now it's so fucking hard for me to let her go. Is it really worth it to give her another chance? As for my brother, I have deep hatred for what he did to me. He was aware about everything, yet he still did all that. It pains me to see him in this household, and I cannot even look him in the eye because all I can think of is what he did with my girlfriend behind my back. I'm so lost and hurt. What should I do? Jesus. Damn, bro. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you. Leave got both sister. of them alone, I guess. I don't have a sister. But if I had a sister, and she fucked my nigga, and I found out about this shit, quarantine or no quarantine, hands are going to be thrown. I'm not going to live in no house with you and not say shit because of, oh, man, my girlfriend don't want your good reputation ruined. You fuck my man. I don't give a fuck about your reputation. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm a level of upset, and this didn't even happen to me. So I don't know how he's managing to stay in a house with his brother who fucked his girl knowing how he felt about this chick. And then you encourage her to not tell him about it. Jesus. I mean... I don't care when it was. Yes, the people that, that I get with have passed. And yes, I'm sure right before we, you know, get together or, or get serious, may have been other bitches. That's fine. But it don't need to be other bitches that I know. And definitely not other bitches that's related to me. That's like me. My, I have a cousin that I'm very close to. That's like me dating somebody and finding out that they slept with my cousin. Like, because she's as close to, as a sister to as close to a sister as I have. No. <laughs> what? No. No. And I don't know how he's going to go on past this if he stays with her. Like, that's just going to be fucking weird all the time. Family dinner. Like, <laughs> it's just so bad. I'm not a fan of deceit. I'm not a fan of being tricked. I'm not a fan of being hoodwinked, especially when it comes to like relationships and love and, and sex and stuff. That's that's not my my cup of tea. Um, so, man, I don't got no sympathy for the people involved. No. Like if you start talking to somebody with the idea of romantic interest, then I don't know why you would like. You're just getting to know this person. It's still really not very endearing that you're telling me this based on the idea that, well, he was doing justice like you do. That's not endearing. I still don't feel good. Who are you talking about? Let me tell you, again, <laughs> the level of angry that this made me. I wish somebody would tell me, well, I cheated with her because she reminds me of you. What? She what? She reminds you of 
who? Like, don't tell him that you cheated with his brother because his brother reminded him so much of her, reminded you so much of him. Bitch, what? Is that supposed to make him feel better? Of course he probably reminded you of him. They brothers. <laughs> the fuck? Me and my brother aren't even the same sex, but we look alike. <laughs> we have similar personalities. Okay? They're related. I'm sure he did remind you of the brother. Doesn't give you, you know, the right to go fuck him. What? Oh, man, that's crazy. Jesus, don't let nobody ever tell me that they had sex with somebody else because they reminded I, they reminded them of me. I will lose my shit. Mm. All the way. Yeah, that's bad. I won't want to know that. I mean, I wonder what made her tell... I wonder if she could go on with a whole relationship knowing that that's the case. And how do you not know your brother's a scumbag? Right. <laughs> probably did. But you know, when you have family members that ain't shit, you know they ain't shit to other people. But I think sometimes people hope that the ain't shitness Like they're protected from it or some shit. That they're protected from it. Like, I'm, yeah, he ain't shit and he be out here doing all of this shit but I'm his brother. He ain't gonna do that to me. He do that to other people. I think that a lot of times when people have ancient family members, like you feel like you're immune to it some kind of way, but he found out he's not. His brothers mm-hmm. ain't shit and all across the board. No matter who you are. Yeah. He just learned that. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's clear cut me to me. Open and shut case. Leave her alone, move out from your brother, and then determine what kind of relationship you want to have your bro- with your brother from a distance. I mean, I don't know if it's something to bring up or not to your brother. I mean, it depends on your level of confrontation and desire to confront him. He must not have a lot of... Uh, <laughs> you living in a house with him on quarantine, which means y'all niggas can't go nowhere. Y'all in each other's faces every day. And you been able to hold it? I, no way. This nigga homeless, man. He ain't got nowhere to go. I don't get, he got parents. I would find somewhere else to fucking go. No. <laughs> he probably done calculated out the odds. That's what I... I assume this means he calculated out the odds. And calculating out the odds means it's going to cost him more than he willing to pay to handle this right now in this way. I don't know that I would have been able to logically work that out. I feel like emotion would have taken over. And I would have cussed her ass out if it was my sister. Bitch, I know you did. Like, oh my goodness. Emotion would, I wouldn't have been able to logically think that I, you need somewhere to stay. She letting you stay. Like, no. You just ready to cuss somebody out? Not always. Yeah. You ready to cuss a motherfucking body out? Always. <laughs> Not always. All the fuck ways. You just don't put yourself in situations to have to. <laughs> but, you know, here you are making a hypothetical about cussing somebody out because you ready. <laughs> ready for that moment to show up. I mean, it ain't like you want the moment, but the moment going to show up. I would, man, listen. Mm-mm. <laughs> Ooh, family, boy. Sometimes family is just a word. <laughs> Just you know, the people that you're around get the best of you and the worst of you. 
Yeah, but that that's the bad worst. Yeah. Either. It is some bad worst. Um. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm just gonna look, I'm gonna give this one all the way to you. <laughs> okay. I because I don't know what I have to say. Maybe I'll have something, <laughs> but I don't know. This is a 35 year old man with his 26 year old wife. Okay. My wife gatekeeps sex and refuses to let me take care of myself. Uh, not a throwaway, just new here. Uh, just like the title says, my wife doesn't like pornography. Okay, sure, fine. Or masturbation or masturbatory aids. She doesn't like for me to see nudity other than her body, etc. And to be fair, she is extremely beautiful. And she doesn't like for me to orgasm if it isn't in front of her. All of these things are fine, except like every other human being, she doesn't want to have sex every single time I, I want to have sex, nor do I expect her to. I would, however, <laughs> like to be able to beat my dick. <laughs> Damn. From time to time without her throwing a fit. <laughs> she has told me previously that whenever I have an urge, she'll take care of it no matter what. But on those long days when the kids have been really trying our nerves or there are lots of work to be done, I can't in good conscience ask her to make good on that promise, can I? Great that she's willing, but every time I ask, no matter what's going on, seems unrealistic. Hell no. <laughs> that shit is garbage. <laughs> the fuck? The fuck are you obliging this shit for? <laughs> like, I've actually met somebody who, like, did not like they mate watching porn because it just brought about her body insecurities because she couldn't get over the idea that, you know, her body wasn't enough. Um, but, but that shit, nah, I wouldn't be with it. He clearly got to leave this relationship. She ain't holding up her end of the bargain. Well, she said she'd take care of him whenever he needed her to. That's what I'm saying. She ain't holding up her end of the bargain. Well, he said he's not going to ask her on the days where he knows that she's just, she's saying it, but like he don't, he feel guilty and asking for it. So he don't even ask. Like if he know that they had both had a long day, he don't want to deal with it. These are her rules. (laughs) These are her rules. Okay. She created the rules. If that's the rules that she want to create, then I'm going to, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. I mean, she, it's not like I, I begged for that to be the case. You said this is what you would do. You know, and uh, the reason that you would do it is because you don't want me to take care of myself. But me personally, I'd be, I be sneak beating. Shoot. <laughs> the hell is she talking about? She ain't where I'm at all the time. And my showers have to be 12 extra minutes longer and I have to have some Hitting apps on my phone, I guess. <laughs> like if I had to live with it like that, you know, that's that's what it'll be. From the perspective of a woman, I don't understand. Like I, that speaks to because even with him saying that she's very beautiful, this speaks to some insecurity on her part. Because I listen, go masturbate, please do, and leave me alone. <laughs> on the days when I don't want to be fucking bothered, hundred percent, have at it, <laughs> enjoy yourself. Like I that that speaks to her being insecure to me. 
mm-hmm. regardless of the fact of what she looks like on the outside. Um, she has some insecurities there. Um, as far as porn, I don't really. So here's my thing with porn. I don't care. I know that most men watch porn. I'm not expecting you to not watch porn. I do not care. My only thing with porn is people that develop addictions to porn. And there are levels of porn addiction where you are unable to perform outside of being around some porn. That kind of shit ain't got time for. Okay. But you just watching porn in the same way that, you know, people watch other genres <laughs> in a very you're in control of it kind of way. I don't really care. Am I going to watch it with you all the time? Probably not. Porn always makes me feel like a voyeur. And I know it's meant for people to watch it, but it just feels weird <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm not going to sit around with you watching Black Booty 8 every night, but I'm not going to tell you You that can you get can more creative it. with that name. I huh. don't want to. Black Booty yeah. 8, no. Come on, get more creative. That's They're way enough. more creative than that. No, no, that's good enough. They're way more creative than that. Come on, give me some more adjectives. No! <laughs> create a better name, Jen. Just do it. No, you know yes, create the a better name that I'm talking about. I don't know any specifically, but Black Booty 8 feels like... So, it's not outlandish enough. Create an outlandish... I'm not creating a, a black porn. porn name. Just no, try. I don't want to. It's all right. I don't Just need to. You know what? I, y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay? You know the titles of black porns. Okay. <laughs> so, that that whole thing speaks to her being insecure, which is a problem. She's going to need to rectify that because it's unrealistic for you to expect your mate to just only ever I mean that's a lot that's a lot to ask of him it is especially considering the fact that a lot of times men want to have sex more often so I just I ain't got the time go handle it please without me (laughs) it's okay it's a long fucking day I'm, I'm good you go ahead enjoy yourself yeah, that's, I mean... It's not realistic. Yeah, it, it's not realistic. And frankly, it's disrespectful. I mean, disrespectful. <laughs> yes, it is disrespectful. <laughs> How is it disrespectful? What? Because, you know, can't let that build up keep happening, man. <laughs> I wonder how many kids they got. I wonder what, I wonder what her issue is. I wonder if it's religious. It might, it could be from, yeah. She doesn't, cause she doesn't like, she doesn't like porn. She doesn't like toys. It sounds like she doesn't want him looking at any other new body. That's not hers. I wonder how she feel when a, when a movie, a risque movie come on with a little risque sex scene <laughs> in it. And like, I wonder what that, I mean, I mean, does, does she be like, turn your head? Turn your head, boy. You know, turn your head. You can't watch that. I don't know. Like, how did that shit work, bruh? Like, I ain't got time for that shit. I ain't got time for shit like that. Like, look, them level of insecurities, man, I won't be able to do it. I won't be able to do it at all. But if you want to do it, go for it, buddy. 
Go for it, buddy. That shit dead to me. I I'm figured you would feel that way. I'm masturbating. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I've been doing it since I was a kid. Nobody ever stopped me. I'm not an addict. <laughs> um, I spend I spend many days <laughs> between my next um my next session randomly every now and then whenever I feel like it. Um, it don't impact my relationship. I mean, sometimes after I have sex in my relationship, then I go masturbate still. I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes I mean. I just don't know why. I don't know why a woman would get to this level of frustration, and I don't know how she would find a man that would say, okay. <laughs> well, she found one. <laughs> she did. Don't know how. She'll never find one again. <laughs> but she found one. She needs to figure out why she has such an issue with it. Like I said, that somebody with a porn addiction, absolutely, that's problematic. And the, and it can lead to problems within your relationship because it becomes where they're not able to orgasm outside of porn. Um, so, I mean, but that's the extreme, right? He just sounds like their average Joe Blow who, like, wants to have, masturbate. You know, when his wife ain't really checking for him. Listen, I would definitely, definitely make her say, you can go ahead and masturbate. <laughs> or, or she's going to say, I can't, I'm taking my deal back. <laughs> I'm every little tinge, anytime my blood start flowing a little bit, I'm going to be like, hey, babe. How about a little slop top? <laughs> hey, babe. You know what time it is. See me, I probably, I probably come up with some cold words. I'll be some shit like, the ego has landed. <laughs> In front of the kids and shit. Hey, babe, the eagle has landed. <laughs> She'll leave, then I'll leave, and then we'll do our thing, and then, you know, we'll come back to this. Like, I'm, I, it will get to a point where she either going to say, listen, you're overdoing it with this system. <laughs> No, I don't want. I don't want to be overdoing it with this system. I want to be beating my meat. But since you don't want me to, you're going to you're going to make make this work for me. That's that's you. You said okay. That's that's where I'll be at. Oh. <laughs> that's where I'll be doing. But you know, it is what it is. If if he if he like it, I love it. I was he's a clown like he clearly gonna he's clearly gonna be in this situation. Don't understand. Yeah. Um, so I have one more. This is a thirty-eight-year-old man with his thirty-six-year-old wife, okay? Yeah. My wife keeps expressing a newfound interest in men of a particular race. You want to guess what race it is? <laughs> the only race white women ever want. Goddamn. <laughs> Black chocolate dark. Oh, Jesus. Okay. First off, I have no issue with the men being of a different race. So here's what's going on. My wife first told me that she was attracted to a black actor. Okay, cool. Uh, then a month or so later... That became a list of black actors, musicians. Then she said any black man with dimples. 
I'm not asking her for any of this info. She's just telling me when we see a black guy on TV. <laughs> then last night we were watching a show where a white woman was married to a black man on a tropical island. She made the joke that maybe she will do the same thing for her husband number two. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Move to a tropical island and marry a local. We weren't in a fight. She just said it as a joke. On its own, I would have laughed and thought nothing of it. But with all the other mentioning of black men, I had to ask her if she was being serious. So I asked her if she had some new attraction to black men only. Um, or if she's trying to tell me something that is uncomfortable to talk about. She just says that her friends thinks that she's racist. So she's trying to somehow show appreciation towards black men in particular to come across as less racist. Girl, that was the best you could come up with. Oh, I don't know. It might be good for white people. I'm tell- I'm trying to tell her that singling out a particular race as a reaction to being perceived as racist is kind of racist in itself. And to put it into perspective, I explained that if I had a fetish or interest in Asian women, it would be extremely rude of me to bring it up to her on multiple occasions. I don't care if she finds men of any race attractive. I just don't get why she would all of a sudden express this all to me. We have a healthy relationship ship a healthy sex life any sensible input from others that can ex- that can explain for her um <laughs> yeah you see i'm gonna tell you what the reality is the reality is she used to sleep with black men before she got with you <laughs> right i mean she might have even been the she might have been the go-to what she might have been the dude she might have been the jump off of these black dudes. You know? And she liked that. But you know what? That was just... That's like... That's like drinking wild and going to parties in college for white girls. Is you have sex with a bunch of black dudes. Yeah, but she's... But, but, that, but you don't see yourself selling down with a black dude because in our society you're going to lose your inheritance. <laughs> it, you know, it's going to impact your future somehow. You know, especially if your family got money, like you're not gonna be able to, you're not gonna be able to have a life that you want. She's 36 now. Yeah, she's so she wants. She remember. She remember the amount like. that black people get fetishized is just exhausting. <laughs> um, first of all, the fact that she's telling you that this is her effort to convince her friends that she's not racist is bullshit. Let me tell you why. Even if that is something that will work for white people and they would be like, oh, Karen can't be racist. You know, she likes all those black men. She keeps talking about it all the time. Even if that was the case, there would be no need for her to continuously mention that to her husband, who has never, it doesn't seem like, called her racist. <laughs> That would be safe for the people that you feel like you need to to convince. <laughs> the fact know. that you're telling him all the time and making jokes about your second husband being black. <laughs> kind of rude. She used the word local. Where the fuck she finna <laughs> move into this low? <laughs> Downtown Montgomery, goddamn. <laughs> when you say local, for real local, local means a goddamn Latino. Well, I or, think she... I think she she was talking about a tropical island, so maybe she's gonna go to Jamaica and get her a Jamaican, which I would not suggest you do, white woman. 
Jamaicans are fucking crazy. You won't make it back home. <laughs> Don't do that. Maybe she just priming him to be a cuckold, I guess. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> what? He's not. He could. It's one thing. Listen. What I'm. I, whatever kink you have, that's cool. If the person that's with you is also in into that kink. The fact that he's getting upset at her continuously mentioning black men lets me know that cuckolding is probably not going to be something he's going to be willingly to to do <laughs> or happy uh, with doing. Probably so not. That's why it's sad. <laughs> not well, because cuckolding in general is sad, because in this situation it's sad. He don't want to do that shit. because yeah. he's, he's already <laughs> upset because she keeps saying shit to him about black men. Well... Now, do you think this is going to make him racist? <laughs> do I think this is going to make him racist? Because he might be like these. <laughs> these damn niggers. Took my wife. Messed with her be. mind. Yeah, maybe not. But you can't turn no hoe into a housewife. That's what they say. She might not be a hoe. She might not have been getting turned out by black men. She may just be new to this fetish. She might not have always had it. I don't know what would have ignited the fetish in her. I mean, she could she couldn't be just now getting the fetish. I don't know. I don't I'm not prepared to call her a hoe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But it is disturbing. I can't imagine. Let me tell you something. About how I would blow up if my fucking husband started talking about all these white women. What? Excuse me? Who? Clearly, you're going to get triggered by men talking about anything. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Not anything, anything that's inappropriate. You, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's no wiggle room. No. There is no, no, you're right. It ain't no wiggle room for you to be sitting here talking about how much you love white women. Well, bitch, go get you one. Why are you here with my black ass? You ain't finna be sitting up here continuously talking about these white people. Like, what? No. I don't want to hear about that shit. You better keep that to yourself. You had your chance to go marry as many white women as you wanted to, and you chose this life instead. Deal with it. <laughs> mm. Okay. I will. I deal with it. Fuck it. <laughs> Ain't like I can do nothing anyway with your crazy ass. Exactly. Um, that, yeah. I, I, I had so when I worked at my, my the job before the one I have now. I had a man, and I think I talked about this on the show before. A man that called upset because his wife had gone to a bachelorette party and had had sex with a black stripper. <laughs> and he was very concerned and very, because he was already insecure about the size of his penis and he felt like, and they had already been having issues because of the size of his penis. <laughs> and he felt like this was her going and getting what he couldn't provide for her. Now, when I tell you that that was a fr- I've had people call or sit in front of me and say a, a plethora of things and never has it been something that I've had to not like try not to laugh at. <laughs> that was one exception where I was like, what? <laughs> and he didn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. And he was more upset 
about him being black because of the stereotype of black men having big penises and him having a small penis, apparently, than he was the fact that his wife cheated on him. Like, I feel like if it had been a white stripper, he might have been more okay with it. (laughs) But his insecurity was like, a black man? Why, Susan, why? Like, it was the weirdest call I didn't bring them in. He wanted to come in for their meals. <laughs> you too uncomfortable with it? No. No, what if they just would have came into your office? I wouldn't. I would have had to deal with it, but he didn't just come into my office. <laughs> and he had insurance. I, the place that I work was for people that don't have no insurance. Anytime people called and they had good insurance, like, good, use your insurance. That was the only therapist there, and you taking a slot for somebody that's going to call that has nowhere else to go. So usually with people that have insurance, I wouldn't take them anyway, just because it was the center where I worked at was for people without insurance so that they can get assistance. So, um, yeah, but if they had just come to my office, I would have just, that would have (laughs) been, and he hadn't even, I think he overheard her. I want to say that she didn't even know that he knew that she had fucked his stripper. One of her friends told, that's what it was. Her yeah. friend snitched her out. Her friend told him. Mm-hmm. So she didn't even know that he knew <laughs> what went on at the bachelorette party. <laughs> and that happens a lot. Listen, I don't even like going to bachelorette parties because this is an excuse for women to be to just, ugh, you would not. <laughs> yeah, that's dancing bear throw me off. It's, I talked it's about bad. dancing bear. Dancing Bear. Dancing Bear is a uh, a bachelorette party simulation porn type situation where they just got a stripper and just all the women be giving the stripper blowjob. Yes, that happens. That's <laughs> that that happens. <laughs> and it's uh, anyway. So you've seen this? Ha- you've seen it happen? I have not seen them actually give him a blowjob, but I've seen the preludes. <laughs> And I left. <laughs> but you're certain that it advanced to a blue yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure for the strippers, it's just like I got paid and I got hit. I'm sure it's like an extra. Um, but uh, yeah, women get real. I, I guess it's because it's one of the few places in which they can do that and not be judged, I guess. I don't know. But it's I don't like going to bachelorette parties because it's weird. Especially if you like know these people and you've never seen this side of them, it's kind of like, girl, mm. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I don't really do bachelor parties because of that. I got you. But um, yeah, I don't know what he gonna do. That that is, I don't know. And I mean, she just explains it away when he told when he's talk to her about it being uncomfortable I guess he could try talking to her again and saying look no this really makes me uncomfortable I need you to stop <laughs> I mean he probably need to be that frank about it yeah he probably is going to need to say nah we, just, we don't need to do this no more yeah he's probably going to have to be very direct with her because um, when he was like indirect about it she just kind of brushed it off and gave him that bullshit ass excuse about her not wanting to appear racist there are many ways for you to not appear racist that do not include you talking about how you want to fuck black men. That just, what? How does that... What? Is probably worse than the I have a black friend thing that people say when you get called racist. 
You have a black friend? All right, Karen. You and I mean, your one black friend <laughs> that you just I mean, pull out. <laughs> can make you feel good. Like that Whatever. makes you feel better, but it still doesn't bode well for the racism, to be honest with you. Not at all. Not at all. So, you got to figure out a different way to not be racist if your friends think you're racist, ma'am. Yeah. And what is it that you've been doing or saying that makes them feel like you're racist anyway? Where did this come from? Where not only do they feel this way, but they're calling you out about it. Because listen, it has not been my experience that white people will call each other out on racist shit a lot. You have some people that do. You know, you do have the allies, but most of the time y'all just sit by and let people do racist shit and feel like because you're not doing it or saying it, then it ain't got nothing to do with you. So the fact that whatever it is, they're calling you out on it. Like, what are you doing? That makes them feel like you're racist. Who I knows? just like what? What's going on? You <laughs> don't know. But yeah, Reddit beat. Listen, people have some real shit going on in their lives. They do, man. And Reddit, they it's Reddit, but them Reddit comments. Some of them be on point though. I mean, they yeah, some people do get leading people in a pretty good direction yeah. sometimes. Sometimes, and then sometimes it'd be full of shit. But it's well, I mean, shit. I think you can find shit in every one of them posts. Yeah, you know. You know what? Let me read the first response to each one of them. Okay. The first response to this particular one, um said i would have sex with this person therefore i am not racist is a shitty argument and just weird your wife should analyze why people think she's being racist and then maybe stop doing those things (laughs) yeah it's not like like racism don't have a a counter counterpart (laughs) it's like you don't fight racism with just being ridiculously i guess accommodating you fight racism by not no longer being it no longer being racist. That's what you do. The first response to the one about his brother sleeping with his girl. Uh, oh, Pete, there is never a reason for cheating in a relationship. Her justification of I did it because he reminded me of you sounds like BS to me. I see no reason to continue with her. You deserve better than that. Regarding your brother, you need to tell him what you know and that you can't trust him. Maybe over time your relationship with him can heal, but also maybe not. I won't pretend to have an answer here because, well, I don't. <laughs> mm. yeah. Um. Oh, the conversion therapy one. The first response. Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. Well, this is a little different. So her response is, "My ex-husband came out as asexual after three years of marriage, nine years together total. I knew." I had basically always known, but I'd married him for my own reasons and at the time needed the lack of intimacy. As time went on, I needed the opposite and other things I learned about myself that he was simply not compatible with. Discussed it thoroughly and went with the open marriage route. Worked for us for two years. Around the same time, I fell in love with a play partner who was more compatible with what I needed. My husband realized he was asexual. He came out to me and I confessed to him my feelings for the play partner. We both laughed and said that we knew it. Congrats on finding yourself. He moved back to his home state and I moved in with my parents until my new partner and I bought a house. It worked out very well and we are still friends. I still miss him even though I have since married the partner I fell in love with. 
I miss his humor. I miss the man who was my best friend for nine years, but I know he is happy without having to try so hard to please me, and I am happy getting what I need in a partner. Neither of us could change who we fundamentally are, and we realize that. It hurts for a while, but it's the right thing to do. You found your true path, and now you will walk in it with someone at your side, not someone walking a parallel path that occasionally intersects. Mm. Asexual is a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, asexual is way different. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Have you ever heard of a demisexual? Uh, after we started looking up all the different sexualities, um, I know about it because of that. A demisexual is a person that is, uh, that is, that does not become really sexually attracted to a person until they build a, a strong emotional connection with them. Yes. I met a, a demisexual on a website that has been chatting with her and asking her questions about her lifestyle. Um, but I mean, she, she likes sex. It's just like, it's not the first thing on her mind and it's not something that she considers at all with a person until, you know, she's connected to him. She says she get kind of possessive and obsessive after sex with somebody. And so it's not really suitable to have it with a lot of different people anyway. At least she realizes that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was just asexual different. is different in that he's not going to want it, no kind of intimacy. Um, well, well, one th- uh, the reason I bring it up is because she said that she said that asexual or demisexual is on the scale of asexuality. Okay. I didn't know that because, I mean, I just thought asexual meant so I don't know if asexual means you physically don't have the body response that you should for, you know, for sex. I think they're capable. I don't think they want to because he, she was with him. She said the lack of intimacy was one of the reasons because she didn't have, but I think that they are, they can have sex. I think that they're bodily fun. Cause like, it's kind of a, it's a bodily, like if you stimulate a penis, <laughs> mm-hmm. something's going to happen. So, I don't think it's that they're, I think it's just that they don't have the desire to do so. Yeah. So. Um, and then the very first response to the wife being the gatekeeper and not wanting him to, you know, do stuff with anybody else. Um, so they copied the part where he said, I can't in good conscience ask her to make good on that promise where she said that she would, you know, take care of him whenever he needed her to. Somebody mm-hmm. said, yes. What I have found in situations like this is that the other person has no idea what they are in for. My lovely wife at the beginning of our relationship kind of felt this way. She had no idea how much higher my libido was than hers and that I was trying to be considerate of her with our sex life. She gave it the old college try but tapped out after a couple of weeks and has been well ever since. And all has been well ever since. Low libido people legitimately don't see how high libido people function. She wants to be responsible for all of your orgasms? Oblige her. That's yeah. basically what you said. <laughs> yeah, do that shit, man. Them her rules, not yours. You disrespectful <laughs> not letting her rules. You know what I'm saying? You're not. You're disrespectful not allowing her rules to be what you go by. You ain't respecting what she's saying. <laughs> you, you know? So, yeah, go for it, buddy. she'll change that in like a week I give it a week tops before she's like okay this is it's too much 
Yeah. It's way too much. Um, but yeah, that subreddit is very interesting indeed. Yeah. A lot of interesting issues that people bring. And and uh, people are always like, well, why would you ask people strangers on the internet? Reddit is a way for you to anonymously ask questions and not be judged by the people in your life that you have to see. You don't see none of these people. You don't even know who the fuck they are. <laughs> As opposed to talking to the people in your life that's going to be judging you or having shit to say. Like, there's something in the anonymity that posting to boards like Reddit provides people. Um... Even if they get a bad response, it's a lot easier to let go of a bad response from strangers than it is from people that you know and have to see all the time. Yeah. And so that that's part of the appeal, I think, of posts posting sites like that. Yeah. So that's it. That's all. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook. Conversation clown artists and send it to us that way. You have post. Yeah, I got some viral posts and then right. uh, we're gonna call it a show. Cool beans. Um Inventor. I created a button on the microwave for popcorn. Guy to cook it perfectly. Inventor. Um it's got an <laughs> asterisk eating fistfuls of ash. Yes. Uh, just so y'all know, the fucking microwave popcorn button don't do shit. I mean, well, no, listen. So I pop popcorn in my microwave in this house for the first time because it came with a built-in above the one of the ones above the uh, stove, and mm-hmm. it has a different settings for popcorn. And I had one of the snack bags popped it perfectly twice. I did it yesterday and I did it today. But that's not now, because you didn't put the lower time on it. It is. Well, it's because I chose the. 2.0 instead of the bigger number because I chose the very first one. But normally, usually when I match the popcorn, but even if it is the lower one, it's still burning shit. This is the first time I've had it where it, it like popped it. The bag mm. was pretty full and it wasn't scorched or shit. Now, I've, now that I've said that, the very next time I pop a bag, it might burn the shit up. I don't know. But I've got two in that have been pretty good. So those of you who love popcorn, we're going to need you to check in with, with Red. To see if her popcorn cooked perfectly again. Yes. Because that button ain't never did shit for me. <laughs> this is the know, first microwave. My popcorn like, popping strategy. My popcorn popping strategy is just, you know, you got to pop intermittently. You got to pop for 30 seconds, let it go for 10, then pop for 30 more seconds, and let it go for 10, and pop. You, you got to keep that up. You're not going to get all the seeds popped. It's just not going to happen. Oh, no. I never try to fight. Like, I don't even think I don't think that's possible to pop all the seeds without scorching some other ones. Okay, so yesterday I found out that Chuck E. Cheese realized people didn't want to order takeout from Chuck E. Cheese, so they changed their info and Grubhub apps to Pascale's Pizza <laughs> and tricked a bunch of people into ordering Chuck E. Cheese. Pascale <laughs> is one of the characters in the rap band. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. And uh, somebody commented, this is actually smart, so I'm not mad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever had Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I wouldn't imagine that it's good pizza because it's, I mean, it's made for kids to go run around and shit. I don't think that they really put a lot of effort into the pizza. But I don't think think I've ever had pizza from there. I think people Mm -hmm. like it. I think people like it. I haven't had it. 
Um, animals be 20 minutes old and already know what to do. Meanwhile, human babies come out with a spot on their head that ain't finished yet in the communication skills of an alarm clock. <laughs> it's very true, but, but, okay, on the back end of that, we go a lot further than the animal is ever capable of doing because even with my dog, they, they stopped at about a, a two, three-year-old. That's it. That's all you get. No matter how much yeah. older they get, that's it. That's all. Humans evolve and we, you know, are capable of doing a whole lot more on the back end. On the front end, we're useless. We just, yeah, we are. We're pretty mm-hmm. useless on the front end. But on the back end, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but a giraffe fall out, a giraffe fall 10 feet in the air to the ground, they back and just get up and start walking around and shit. Like, we can't even hold our neck up for I don't even know how long. <laughs> I need to be rolling around. Hold that baby head. Hold that baby head. You know, old people. Yeah. You ain't even holding that baby head. Give me that baby. <laughs> get it? Boy, this girl gonna kill you. You, you ain't gonna be able to hold your neck. Your neck gonna break before you even got down. I wonder what happened if you just don't hold a baby head. Did they head just snap off and just roll, roll on the floor or some shit? Probably can get some neck injuries, I'm sure. Whole baby head be dangling. Cause like their bones ain't nothing but mush in the like. Yeah, yeah, imagine how much it takes like to break somebody's neck when your neck is mush. I'm I'm sure it wouldn't take a whole lot. <laughs> baby so. made out of a whole earlobe out here, man. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> you know you were an earlobe once. <laughs> mm. You were once an earlobe too. I'm not saying I want. I look like a little salamander. <laughs> Shit. I ain't like it. Uh, co-worker. My throat itching. Me. Probably them kids in there playing tag. Now I got a meeting with HR. I don't get it. He was assuming that she was swallowing, I guess. And Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, That one went... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right over my head. The year is 2023. Coronavirus has ravaged our supply chain, causing the government to split the nation into districts. This helps limit the spread of the virus and maintain supply chains. In order to create a sense of unity, Congress creates a game of survival to test which district will get bonus stimulus checks. On May 29th, an orange man with wild hair announces the first annual Hunger Games. <laughs> it's scary how close to that we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying, actually. All right. Honestly, if scammers toned it down a little, they could totally get me. Like, I've won a million dollars. I'd be a scam. I've won a pizza. Yes, here's my social security <laughs> number. Here go my social. Let me get this pizza. You know, people start putting their information when it look realistic. Yes. But they want, I think, the people that do them unrealistic, they want, like, the the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> They want the people that, you know, would not make it anyway. Yeah. Um, this a kid falls asleep in the back seat. Black parents. Fix his neck. <laughs> neck yep. needs to be fixed. Fix even when they're older, like even when it's like an eight year old, they still say that. Okay. I'm gonna read some of these. 
What's the strangest compliment you've ever received? One time, this random dude said to me, girl, you look better than half a sandwich. What so, fuck? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> the words so, that I... Oh, you're going to read a bunch of different? Yeah. Okay. I would cut my balls off and drag them 200 miles across shards of glass, swim 100 miles in salted AIDS water just to spend the next 45 years of my entire life in the most isolated, faraway part of the Arctic tundra while drinking nothing but expired milk from 1979 while aliens torture me using my toenails and eyelashes to conduct the experiments on human DNA all for the one in three million chance to receive a five-hour lecture from your third-grade teacher's next-door neighbor brother on why trench coats will never be edible just to hear you fart through a walkie-talkie. Just have dinner with you over Skype and dial up internet speed and drink one cup of your three-day-old bath water. That is way too much. That's really specific. And it's it makes it sound specific. like that's not real, but it could very well be. It just sounds like old white man material. Jesus. Uh, another one. Girl, you got legs like a horse. I like that. <laughs> she said what? it will forever haunt my dreams. <sighs> what? <laughs> like that a compliment? I have no idea. A white man said... Way. A white man said I was cute for a black girl. He continued to explain that if he ever dared date one, he would get a dark one because there's no sense in getting racist comments behind a half-black woman. Wow. I was like, fuck you and fuck your mama for having you. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Like, I've been told I was pretty for a dark-skinned girl, and I thought that was bad. She won. She won. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> That's much worse. Like, what? You think that that is, is appealing? And complimentary to me for you to tell me that shit. White man, go on about your business. Yeah, this uh, she's the next one says it was more than ir- more eerie than strange. This random guy said I look so good that I can raise a dead man from the grave. Another one said I dragged my dick through a mile of broken glass just to hear you fuck over a walkie-talkie. Yeah, this white white man shit. I don't. <laughs> She said, I like that the palms of your hands don't just go from black to white. <laughs> what? So this must be somebody white looking at somebody black that's light skin. <laughs> I guess. This guy told me that I was so gorgeous that he never asked me to suck his dick, but I could if I wanted to. This was a complete stranger. <laughs> Even though I was hitchhiking, younger years were wild. She didn't get in the car with him. <laughs> this girl said, Girl, you got a Tweety Bird head. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's She's, this other one said, I was walking out of a party and a guy yelled, Hey, Gumbo, come here. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? No idea. Gumbo. I'm in the middle of IHOP arguing with the guy I met earlier that night at the club. He was a friend of my uncle's. The guy at the next table yells, man, you better leave that woman alone. She got some pretty feet. Shut up so you can suck them toes later. I look around and people have stood up just to stare at my feet. Before leaving, a few people said, you do have some pretty feet, though. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Feet are weird. I don't get it. They have fetish. Yeah, some people, some people fuck with them. Some people fuck with them, and some people fuck with them. Okay. They do. I uh, know. Um. 
He said, good law. Hope you pay like you weigh. <laughs> Guess it was play like you weigh, I imagine it's supposed to be. A patient told me out of nowhere that I was so beautiful, but I was so fat. A man in Egypt when I was on holiday told me I had beautiful eyes just like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, Egypt, not India. I was, what I was going to say is that cows are like sacred to them, so that would be, but Egypt, I yeah. don't know. A cow is like, cows are, it's not like an Indian. Yeah, now what's yours? Um, probably that you're pretty for a dark skinned girl. Okay. Because they look real like, like they were proud of themselves. <laughs> like I was going to be like, thank you, like, bitch. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes I don't realize. <sighs> So <laughs> last week we um we had it was hospital week and uh, on Friday we everybody was supposed to wear their team shirts t-shirts and my mom bought me an Auburn shirt for Christmas. I don't really give a fuck about football Auburn Alabama. I don't get the obsession even though I went to one of the motherfuckers. But so everybody that came through you know I have to sit at the tent where we take people's tents. Everybody that came through had something to say. Most of, you know, Alabama fans going to say something about the shirt or people came through and said, well, whatever. So this one guy came through and he was like, oh, man, you got on this orange and blue. I was like, yep. He's like, well, I guess you can't be perfect. Now, I don't realize <laughs> that this is him paying me a compliment because I have to have, like, a snarky comeback to everything. But that's how my mind works. Like, when I hear something, I automatically think of something smart to say. So instead of me just being like, oh, thanks, I said, oh, I wouldn't know because I am perfect. <laughs> and he was like with somebody else that he works with, and he was like, damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt bad. <laughs> but it was too late. I had done it already. Yeah, uh, this is ridiculous. I it literally the first thing that pops in my mind is some sorry and it's my family's fault because being around them you got to be on your toes. <laughs> you well, heard my conversations with my I brother. I mean, he in your defense it was a it was a backhanded as comment uh, compliment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you were an Auburn fan, he just shitted on you for a moment still. Yeah. <laughs> so if he can't take that. <laughs> After what he gave, then you know whatever. I felt bad. That's the second time since I've had this job where I've like commented back, and the people around the person made it worse. I forgot what I said to the little cafeteria guy, and everybody was like, "Ooh, Reggie!" Like I don't even remember. <laughs> he said something. I don't even know. Again, I Did say he tell you to get some I food or something. He said something about, yeah, getting, it was something about food. And I had a smart comeback. And then everybody, and I felt bad because they were like ragging on him about it. And that was not my intention. It was just the, the thing that popped in my head. Because Man. comebacks are what I do. <laughs> yeah, be careful with it. I do have to be careful with it. And that was the second time that that shit has happened at this job. So now everybody's going to be like, don't send that to her, that girl. <laughs> <laughs> she got a smart ass mouth. Okay, next one. 
You bitches is creepy. Y'all be having lingerie parties with only females, no niggas, and eat dick suckers and dick cookies and make twerk videos and suck plastic dicks. It'll be a cold day in hell before I lick the bro, a, a link with the bros in pajamas and lick titty pops and eat pussy cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Uh, it is weird. I've never gone to a lingerie party, but I, the concept is weird, which is why I've never gone to one. Like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? Say what? I say that is weird. That's why yeah. I haven't ever gone on. Because I don't get it. Like, Netflix. I can buy lingerie without that. <laughs> yeah. Netflix should have a category called easy to follow while looking at my phone the whole time. <sighs> That's so true. <laughs> it is, because I'll be on my phone and, like, miss half of a movie because I was on Instagram. And be yeah. mad. Or or you watch a whole movie except a little five minute snippet when you got on your phone and that five minutes was all it was everything. It mattered. And now you don't get what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yes. Very true. The school, the children at my son's elementary school have started referring to me as a Karen and mocking my chic hairstyle. Is there anything I can do in the way of legal action to prevent this? I am deeply offended. Well, posting a question about suing eight-year-olds is probably the wrong way to beat this stereotype. <laughs> Accurate. We'll talk to the You're being a Karen right now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's why they call you Karen. Doorstep delivery services that don't utilize a uniform, even a hat, an armband, or a pen, are another example of how an economy controlled by men fails female consumers. I don't want to open the door if I don't know who you are. Normalizing that expectation is dangerous for us. <laughs> I mean, shit. I guess, I guess, don't order DoorDash. Don't. But I, I mean, but I understand. I understand what you're saying. I kind of get it because I have ordered, like, especially with this going on. I've ordered not DoorDash. What does Target use? Shipped. I've used Shipped. I've used a couple of different services since this started. But uh, I don't know. I never think, and I, you know, I'm the queen. Of being paranoid and watching ID channel. That's me. That isn't something that's ever bothered me. It's never been anything that I've been like, I wish they make them have uniforms. Like, if I'm expecting a delivery and you show up, I mean, what are the odds that somebody times it in a way that you're going to show up when I was already expecting something? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, it could happen, but it's not something. That I've ever been concerned about, even with me being as paranoid as I am <laughs> because of ID channel. So I don't know. I don't really I get what she's saying, but I don't know that I've ever felt that way. Um, if I get killed by a racist, by all means shoot everybody involved. The pets too. <laughs> Not the pets. The pets didn't do anything. Don't do that. They was just there. <laughs> Look, man. Just let it go. Shit happens. Don't get killed, my nigga. I don't want to talk about me getting killed. Just don't get killed. <laughs> and, and I mean, I wouldn't want nobody to ride after my death. Just get some justice if you can. Get some motherfucking crazy place. This is actually Jim Carrey responding to this question. How do you sleep at night knowing that there are some people in the world who don't like you with no underwear in case they want to kiss my ass? <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> I like that. 
but anyway, that's uh that's all I got for viral posts. Okay. And um, if there's any news, uh, we'll cover it next week. That's significant enough to carry on to next week. I didn't even have anything to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, we we both knew that this was gonna be a late late show, so you know we kind of planned to not have a full blown episode, but we wanted to do something, so this is what we got. And uh, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we kind of next conversation. We out. Holla. <laughs>